Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, I'm Harry Potter, and this is Kill My Darlings, an interactive fantasy writing podcast. Alohomora. Hello, I'm Hayden Rogers, and this week I am putting some ideas for the main character of my story to the test, and touching on the classic leading characters of fantasy. And my forever disclaimer, all things discussed in this podcast are subject to change a lot, because that's kind of the whole point of this. Before we get into things, I just wanted to read some of the comments that excitingly have appeared on the blog. So Zane wrote in and he had a lot of cool things to say. Um, My favorite bit, though, was that scientifically, I always appreciate when texts explain where slash how the races originate or came about. I think that's a really valid point. And um, actually, in the appendices episode, one of the things, one of the lessons we learned from J.R.R. Tolkien is that we are fascinated with details and world building and that sort of thing. So my reply to Zane was about the fact that like, I guess sort of if in the absence of other races, uh, the origins of other human cultures in the fantasy world might be equally as interesting or, you know, maybe having other races is a really like fun thing. So if you, I mean, want to be a part of this particular conversation, you can actually go to the episode one blog and, uh, participate or you can start your own conversation on maybe this week's blog along with the different questions I have there. Kenya also wrote in. She touched on the depth of world building as well but my favorite part was her insight about escapism. She said progressive fantasy which mirrors contemporary issues can be done really well but keep in mind that escapism is a large part of the appeal of fantasy so i think it's always wise to be mindful that your allegories aren't too literal or that you aren't putting people who might feel downtrodden in the real world into situations where they have to be downtrodden in fantasy too i just thought that was really on the money and insightful it's definitely given me a lot to think about and it has implications for everything I'm about to talk about in this episode as well, as you'll soon see. So keep the comments coming. You can join in any of these conversations uh, on the episode one blog or jump on the blog for this episode. And of course, you can find all of that at Hayden Rogers. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S dot net slash kill my darlings. And there's always an episode specific link in the description anyway. So as we spoke about in last week's episode, I really want to create a super progressive and inclusive fantasy world and steer right away from the white and male heavy fantasy narratives that we're used to. In trying to do this, I really value your opinions even more. 
because in order to do it right, I want confirmation from the people who this story and its characters represent, as well as considering all the implications. I fully understand that not everyone can and will be satisfied. However, I think if I stick to my quote from last week where I said the easiest way to write a progressive character is to write a good character, I'll be fine. To be completely honest, I'm a little scared about writing characters that I don't directly have a wealth of experience or understanding with just because I want to do it right. But obviously I can't let that stop me, otherwise I'll never write anything and certainly not the characters I should be. At the end of the day, that fear can be a good thing because it is going to keep me from taking characters for granted. Race is a huge topic of conversation right now and it has really got me thinking about how white traditional fantasy is, but also how easily it doesn't have to be. We touched on this last week. Full disclosure, I am white. If you've visited any of my social media accounts, you've probably seen that by now. Uh, I'm just very pale <laughs> and Anglo-Saxon. I don't know if any of you saw these posts floating around once upon a time, but someone had started creating fan art of Harry Potter. There's a lot of it now, but where he and Hermione Granger are black kids, because when you read the description of them, there is totally no reason they couldn't be black and you wouldn't have to change a thing about them. This is proof of my theory. The easiest way to write a progressive character is to write a good character. That example's a big inspiration to me because I want my main character to be of colour. In fact, I want a lot of the characters to be of colour, but more on that another time. Since this is a fantasy world, I feel like there is no reason to shy away from it as I'm not appropriating lived experience of a person of colour. Also, not to say that white people can't write POC characters. They can and should for representation's sake. But if the story is set in this universe, as in the one... I'm recording this podcast in, it requires the appropriate research. If it seems like I'm overthinking this, it's because I am. Um, I am also an actor and there is a lot of awareness and discussion in that industry about who can authentically play and write certain roles. So I struggle a little with the idea that in a novel, it's sort of me alone calling the shots. An author has got to take on the challenge or else be stuck writing in a very small box. So that's my first big question to you. How do you feel about me making my main character a person of colour? They will be a made-up race in this fantasy universe that isn't directly related to any culture on our earth, but certainly described as having the skin colour and features of a person of colour. Please send me thoughts on the blog. My next big question is about gender and sexuality. I've wrestled a lot with the main character's gender. As discussed last week, I started by asking myself, what is the most progressive version of this? This being my main character. I see that the answer is a woman or trans character of color. But also, as discussed, sometimes I might not go to that most progressive place. That also doesn't feel like a kind of character I would have a great perspective on, or the best perspective on, which is not to say that those people won't be included in the novel, because I certainly plan that they will. But for me, to explore that as the main character seems fraught with potential inauthenticity issues. Basically, I'm not sure if I'd feel comfortable or even be able to succeed in trying to write that character as well as they deserve. 
The other reason is my desire to play around with traditional tropes. I think there's equal merit in wanting to use the classic young male lead, but subvert it and surround him with progressive characters who fill other roles usually played by straight white men. And don't worry, if he's going to be a man, I'm not going to allow my main character to be straight or white. Something I do have a great perspective on is a gay hero. On a personal level, it's a character I would have loved to read as a closeted teen. In fact, I think the last time I tried to write a novel, when I was a teenager, I'd say, I really wanted to make my lead character gay, but I was too scared. Representation is nice, and if I couldn't have it then... I want to give it now. If one of my motivations in writing this novel is making little me proud, then I think this is a big win. Also, off the top of my head, I couldn't name a single gay male lead in a mainstream fantasy world. They're probably out there, I assume, I just don't know any personally. I can name gay women, but not gay men. Please write in with some names, either on the blog or social media, if you have them, because I'd love to know. Anyway, what do you think of this novel being led by a gay man of colour? And just to spice things up, what do you think of having multiple main characters? Lately, I've been wondering whether we follow multiple voices in the story. I've absolutely not decided yet, and I might not decide for some time depending on where the planning takes me, but I wondered if perhaps I could create the feeling that we have multiple leading characters who all equally own the story, maybe bringing in more genders and sexualities. My last question is about the chosen one trope. I get into this fully in the appendices episode. I think it warrants its own rant since it's a big deal in the fantasy genre. But basically, I want my main character to actually have merit and skill in saving the world or whatever they end up doing. I'm honestly not exactly sure what he's up to yet. Personally, I often dislike hardcore chosen one narratives. The ones where characters are just incredibly powerful and able after very little slash zero training, or they just possess what I like to call glowing eyes magic, which allows them to be super powerful in times of need. There are good stories like this out there, don't get me wrong, Avatar being one of them, but there's also a lot that are hard to stomach. I don't think I want any sort of prophecy or mystical wellspring of incredible power when it comes to my guy. I want him to be smarter than he is powerful. In fact, I'm thinking he could be like a scientist, actually a sort of scientist of magic. He's useful because he's a trained, skilled individual. He's involved in solving the complications of the plot, but he relies on others. It's not just all up to him, nor can he solve his problems through sheer power, which he doesn't really have to learn or even understand. I also hope I can avoid that annoying trait of chosen ones where they develop irritating angst about their destiny and or must shoulder the burden all by themselves and try to do everything alone. I don't have time for it. They often become frustrating and tiresome. It's hard to do well, or maybe it's just easy to do badly. I get into detail in the appendices episode. That's on the feed right now, so you can listen to that as well. But maybe you disagree and love chosen ones, or maybe you think there is more to be gained from exploring the chosen one trope. I want to know your opinion on chosen ones. Listen to the appendices episode about it, and then come on over to the blog and share your opinion. I feel like there will have to be at least part of another episode dedicated to this character when he exists more. 
But this week's short story is just a quick glimpse at what this character could be. Keep in mind he is completely half-baked or maybe like a quarter-baked right now. And also this isn't necessarily super representative of the world of the novel either. I just have to fill in some gaps with things on the fly at the moment until the world has developed further. I've also been reading articles and blogs on how to describe people of colour to make sure I'm doing a good job of it. But of course, welcome any feedback on on that, particularly from people of colour. I will share some of those articles and things on social media, so head over there um, to check it out. Oh, also, just before we start, I'm using the name Pharaoh for the main character because it's a throwback to the last time I tried to write a novel, but that is absolutely not set in stone. I'd really like to know what you think about it as a name and definitely throw me any suggestions for names because I collect them in a notebook. This week's story is entitled The Walking Chair. On a hill, encircled by expansive gardens, stood the University of Magical Sciences. Its towers were high enough that you could never truly be lost in the surrounding city. They showed you the way like a north star. Atop the turrets were flags, each a different colour and bearing a different symbol representing an area of magical knowledge. It was here that Pharaoh had spent most of his days in the past three years, studying all there was to know about magic. On this particular day, he was late. He'd been having trouble trying to understand how to cast a spell that could cause a chair to walk around on command. It didn't fall exactly into any of the fields he'd been studying. This was, of course, the point of the exercise, But Pharaoh had an important essay on magical energy due soon and his mind wasn't coping with the challenge. So now he was late to meet the spell tutor that his teacher had assigned him. He strode briskly through the tidy gardens, bordering on outright running, clutching some books. His dark, tightly curled hair was bouncing wildly in the wind, reminding him that he should get it cut. It was a chilly, blustery day, so he had wound a long scarf right up around his neck, brown eyes and thin umber face poking out atop the knitted mass. It was a choice he now regretted as an uncomfortable heat was building up in it like a little oven. Sweat stuck to the wall and trickled under his clothes. Reaching the east entrance to the university, he started winding through familiar stone passageways. His shoes clattered urgently on the tiles. Almost there, turning a corner sharply, he nearly knocked down a younger student who had decided to lean against a wall and read, just out of sight. We have study halls for that, you know, Pharaoh huffed as he zoomed by. Heart pounding, he reached the right classroom. Without stopping, but bracing himself for awkward apologies, he entered. I'm really sorry, I'm so late, he said to an empty room. It was dark inside. Pharaoh could see a table and two chairs were set up, plus a third chair for the walking spell. But the tutor had already left. He groaned loudly. Great. I guess I'll just fail then. I'm not even that late. A man's voice came from behind him. Were you supposed to- Ah! Pharaoh had yelped in surprise, cutting the voice off. Oh, sorry. He laughed a little as he turned to see that the voice belonged to another student, perhaps a little older than him. You just nearly killed me. Cough or something next time. The man smiled, and Pharaoh was instantly taken by the way it reached from his copper-brown cheeks, leaving dimples behind, to his eyes, framing them in honest wrinkles. In fact, there was quite a lot to be taken by. 
black wavy hair that was miraculously tousled so that particular curls strayed over his forehead. Blue eyes that were the precise colour of the sky when you look straight up on a clear day. A strong jaw and a chest that filled out his yellow knitted jumper. Farrow knew he was looking a little too intently. Okay, coughing. Next time I see you, I'll try and remember, the pretty stranger replied, amused. But anyway, I was trying to ask, were you supposed to meet a tutor here? Um, yes. Yes. Are you them? No, they left. I was just in this room. He gestured to another open doorway. So they told me that if you showed up, I should tell you my time is too valuable to waste on the unmotivated. Not my time, obviously, the, the tutor's. The man's face was kind and sympathetic, but Farrow was embarrassed by the damning bluntness of the tutor's message. Uh, okay. This is a little humiliating, and I still don't know how to make a chair walk across the room, so I'm just going to go into here. Thanks. Farrow spun around, stepping inside and closing the door. However, just as it was clicking closed, the stranger spoke. Bye, sorry about the message. Farrow awkwardly opened the door again. Oh, thanks. Not your fault. It's fine. I'll figure it out. Bye. About an hour went by, three quarters of which Farrow spent thinking about his inevitable failure of this subject and spiralling into dark theories about his future. The other quarter was spent trying to make sense of the spell. He was in the middle of getting nowhere with his notes when there was a knock at the door. Probably another tutoring session, Farrow thought. Collecting his books in one arm, he went to answer it. But instead of waiting class, it was the pretty stranger leaning up against the doorframe. He smiled his remarkable smile. Hello, sorry to interrupt, he said with an almost cheeky tone, but I heard you swearing at the chair a minute ago and I thought I should check if you need help. <laughs> yeah, it was saying some unkind things. About you, actually, and I was just explaining that I hardly know you, but you seem nice enough so it should lay off. Right. Well, thanks for that. There was an uncomfortable moment filled with oversized expressions and sighed laughter. So, do you? The pretty stranger asked. Sorry? Help? With the chair? Do you need help? Oh, I didn't think you were serious. Um, yes? It's hard to say. How are you planning on helping? The man put on an expression of faux consideration. Well, I'm not sure. Though, I've done this class and I know how to cast the chair-walking spell. Do you think that would help? Farrow grinned and then laughed, a little relieved and a little charmed. He opened the door wider and made an ostentatious bow, grandly gesturing the path into the room. So, what is the name of my saviour? <laughs> the time to head over to the blog and let me know what you think uh, about this story and also any of the questions that I've posed in this episode. Head on over to the blog and let me know. Each week I put up a list of the main questions I want you to tackle in the episode and also the piece of creative writing for you to read over at your leisure. Link for this individual episode will be in the description, but you can always find it at Hayden Rogers, that's R-O-D-G-E-R-S dot net slash kill my darlings. 
While you're there, you can also sign up for email alerts or RSS so that a link conveniently lands in your inbox each week and you don't have to think about finding anything. And if you want to say hi on social media or to check out any of the extra content that I put up there, then links are also everywhere on the description or on the website, or just search for Kill My Darlings podcast on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Lastly, episodes are also available on YouTube, which is great for those who need captions or want to use a visual platform. You can head over there to watch these episodes and subscribe. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon on the blog for some darling killing. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.